Hello and welcome to Consumer Culture, the show where Jesse and I, I don't know, ramble about the bullshit that we're really interested in lately. Hello Jesse, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, that's pretty much it so listen, far. Hopefully listen, we'll if it, if it works, at least it works. keep up a schedule to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're finally yeah. done traveling. Uh, so Jesse goes in Austin yeah, and I Yeah, I know, we did our Memphis. first episode. And yeah, we did our first episode and then we were both traveling for a week. But... We were both traveling yeah. to where each other was. He came up here, and then I went over there, but we were still busy. We were so busy, we couldn't find time. Oh, God. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, Man, it was good. Did you, did you have a good time? I didn't yeah. ask you. How was, your, how was your trip home? Was that nice? Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, I basically just made food with my mom and nice. did nothing else. Well, I, wa- I watched all six um, Tolkien movies. Like oh, we watched, boy. we watched The Hobbit first with because my, my brother wants to get more into movies and stuff. Yeah. So I watched The Hobbit so first, with and the then Hobbit we watched Lord of the Rings. Terrible brother. Hey, what? <laughs> so you started him with The Hobbit because you're a terrible person. Yeah, well, because my brother is yeah. all about, it's like, I want to start with the first one. I'm like, well, the Lord of the Rings are the first ones. Like, no, 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 from the story. Yeah. I'm like, fine. Um, and you, you think I'm a terrible brother. He likes the Hobbit movies more. Oh, that's fine. I don't think they're that bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I saw all three we, of those We could argue about all six of those movies in another giant podcast. Just two hours of I mean, you could. I don't have movies. the affinity for those movies that a lot of people do. Like, I was just like, yeah, they're fine. They're well made. I appreciate them. We'll, we'll find We'll, we'll find some more people and just yeah. have score. Just he he really got into it because he compared everything to D and D roles. So that was fun. That's awesome. I would yeah, like, like he, a fly on the wall for that. Oh yeah, that that was good. I had to make him slow down because he was getting to the point of like a play by play announcer <laughs> where like every movement they made was like a nat twenty or a fifteen or a nat one and stuff so like the important stuff only, please. Slow down. Like ran up the falling bricks in the third Hobbit movie and Hurricane Rana. Oh, yeah. That yeah, he, he had, like, four nat 20s <laughs> for that shit. Okay, I was so like, what... you realize Legolas has the feet where he does crit rolls on 18s, right? Yeah, he's yeah he's got, he's got <laughs> special shoes. Okay, so what we're doing today is we we're talking about music last week, and so this week it's going to be... We are talking about movies last week, so this week's going to be kind of music. Um, there isn't yeah. really a hard and fast thing here like most music this is just kind of we went with what we felt uh most of it's what we've been into over the past year or so and so yeah it's just the stuff we've been enjoying uh i i can already tell how this is gonna go because for you for jesse it's gonna be a lot of like like really good uh like you know explanations and stuff and like why he likes what he likes and for me it's going to be a lot of when i listen to this song it makes me feel good inside <laughs> well well there is one or two on here that's like that for me but um also because i kind of consume music like a really weird garbage can in a way because so at the in, beginning of this year what i started is i wanted to try this project that only lasted four months on and it was to listen to every single metal album that got new released listed on i apple music yeah every single one i got to 90 albums in april and i was oh i was burnt the fuck out because i would i'll tell you right now i would only want to talk about or even recommend maybe 20 of them and i was just like oh what did i do so i stopped doing music for like a month and a half and (laughs) then now i'm just very casual about finding random stuff because 
And metal is my favorite genre, but I listen to, you know, everything. Like, I have uh, the eight songs I'm going to talk about. Four of them are, are metal, and two are, like, rock, and then the best pop album of the year so far, and then one rap album, which is just came out. Um, I could add more rap stuff, but, but yeah. I'm very particular about rap music. Yeah, uh, yeah my, my stuff is just, like, I don't know, it's... Uh, it, it, for me, it's a lot of, cause I don't li- like, I, I kind of seek out stuff and I have my stuff and, uh, I have to be in the right mood for a lot of things. Uh, yeah. and, but last fall I was like delivering pizzas and in my car a lot. And for whatever reason, I usually just like, will listen to a podcast or something like that when I'm in that situation. Yeah. But for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. during those few months, I was like, I have serious, I should listen to like the radio. And so I just listened Absolutely. to a lot of, I listened to a lot of alt nation on Sirius, yeah. and these are all songs from like that period when I was listening to them down there. Oh I god, see, that's what I did last fall too. So I fell in love with all of those songs. Uh, it's a I might lot actually. Of, it's a lot of like poppy of alt rock, like which I wouldn't have yes. been into. Uh, like I wouldn't have been into when I was like young and shitty. But now, where it's like the world's burning right. down, it's like oh, this song is just very bright, and like I this need this right s- now. God, now I really hope it's like the four songs because that. This like uh, fall twenty seventeen is exactly what I did too. Um, yeah. I would b- bounce back and forth between what I had on Apple Music, and sometimes it'd be like, "Well, Sirius does like the new new single stuff, so I'll do yeah. that too." And Alt Nation for a yeah. while, because again, the alt like I, I love metal, but I will burn out really hard, yeah. and then I will have yeah. two two months of no metal, yeah. and then a month of just and kind of bounce around like that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah mine's I'll, I'll probably like, have a lot to say yeah, about some of those songs. Mine is a lot of just, yeah, like fall, like late 2017 uh, alt music. Um, so well, yeah, that's we perfect. Got, we've got your first song. Uh, do you oh, want to introduce okay. it? Yes. All right. So um, go ahead and probably right. play it, but uh, okay, it's called Black you... Flame. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Barry Tomorrow is a band from Southampton, England. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's got that beautiful, um, manly, pretty vocals, as I call them. Uh, this is their fifth album. They formed in 2006. This is, um, the title track, Black Flame. And, uh, you can bump this part up just a little bit. Um, and so, so the the metalcore genre in general is it, what it's basically called, but it, it formed from uh, early 2000s, uh, where it was just like Kill Switch Engage would be the most popular that yeah. people would recognize. Oh yeah. Um, and it was just like these Beauty and the Beast vocals is what a lot of people would call it. That's a good. Um, and these guys are kind way, of. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, these guys are kind of a Johnny Come Lately a little bit to to, to that because even though they formed in 2006, they didn't really get their first album until like 2010. Oh wow! And this was when it was starting to get really popular to not like metalcore anymore, and they're like, yeah, it's all the same, blah blah. blah. Um, but I don't know. Th- to me, this is the band, very much like Linkin Park, which I'm gonna 
weirdly enough bring them up a few more times for other bands down That doesn't there. shock me. But um Yeah. But but as much as people wanna, you know, whatever about Lincoln Park, they were the band that took this genre no one cared about anymore and did the perfect spots, the sweet yeah. spots of that style. And and they're like, okay, this is everything we like with none of the bad lip biscuit esque situations yeah. mixed in. And that's what they did with the whole rap rock thing, and that's why whether people like it or not, their first album is certified platinum uh, or diamond. It's diamond, so it's tin platinum. Um, and these guys, to me, are like that for metalcore. The, the dude's clean vocals are some of the best clean vocals I've ever heard. Yeah, they're really good because um, they're 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 not they're not sweet boy vocals, which is what people started to hate about. Um, they they fused the pop punk influence and it was super whiny and it was just girl you and the yeah. super. Hi, hi, fuckboy. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> that. That was an in, inside joke, actually. They're like, <laughs> you want to hear some heavy metal, and it would be stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that was a big thing. But this guy, you know, sounds. My thing is more not that he sounds manly, but he sounds like an adult. Yeah, like he sounds like a grown ass person. Um, and then those those screams you hear are very well focused, and that's the same guy. Yeah. So and he does it live very well, and that's just something difficult that everyone in any metal genre is hard to do. Um, usually, whether people want to admit this or not, again, uh, whether uh, they do no clean vocals at all in a band, it's usually because no one can sing. Yeah. And vice versa, if yeah. they don't do any screams, it's because they sound really bad. Look at look, look at the one song Fallout Boy. They tried to do screams. It oh, I didn't even know they did horrible, that. Like they're killing themselves. Uh, yeah, I think it's the song. Um, uh, I slept with someone at Fallout Boy, and all I got was the song or something. Yeah. One of those. Um, it, it was from Under the Cork Tree. They scream for like three lines, and it's it's. I think it's Pete Wentz, and it's not good. Oh God. He he sounds like he's hurting himself. He doesn't know what he's doing. So yeah, yeah, it's that it's that one song for three seconds, and they're like, yeah, we can't do that because they were trying to do like the hardcore punk aspect. Yeah, which I mean, it makes sense. Like early country, uh, super early, and like they hadn't hit yeah. it yet, so they're probably still trying to figure something out. Yeah, um, but but yeah, Barry Tomorrow, and they're also not even a band that I've seen a lot of like deep dive co uh, metal communities pay attention to because again, this is a genre that just kind of flows by, and a lot of the bands that started this genre, they've gotten even way poppier and less screaming, and um, it's it's been an interesting transition. Uh, these guys, to me, are like the perfect blueprint of that older style, absolutely perfected. Nice. It's not necessarily that they're doing anything new, as they're doing literally the best possible form you could ask for, better than what Killswitch could completely do. Yeah. Because um, they've gotten... A lot slower too, because they're got everyone's gotten older. But these guys are like in their prime. They are they are right there, and I hope they get noticed very soon. But that's about all. I've got nice, to say yeah, about, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's that. I, I I'm not a huge metal person, and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, my first song is my. It was my favorite song of last year, and can't tell you why. I just the first time I heard it, I was in, and I mm -hmm. really just enjoy it.
It is Sit Next to Me by Foster the People. Uh, I really like this song. Yes. It's it's just like fun, so very disco-y. Like uh, Josh, uh-huh. you know Josh, my friend, he, he made a really good point because he yeah. had heard this song and I played it for him. I was like, you got to hear this. This is so good. And he was like, this is what I've been, he said, this is what I wanted Foster the People to do. It's like Foster the People went from like, you know, Pumped Up Kicks was such a huge hit and something like that. And it was more like mumblecore kind of alt rock. And he was like, oh, they decided to yes. like go more towards MGMT. And it works really yeah. well. And it's so, yeah, it's just like really nice, breezy. Like, yeah, it's, it, you listen to it and you just, it's I, a really good song to drive around to. I, I like, yeah, oh yeah, I was actually thinking, I was like, man, I need to get like a vape and just the top <laughs> down at like yeah. 10 o'clock at night. I mean, and just... you do live in Austin. <laughs> I saw so um, many fucking vapes last week. Jesus God. Right? Right? Oh, yes. Um, it's oh, all vape capital, yep. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, this is better than Pumped Up Kicks to me. And I also have a theory. Um, I love that they came back. I love that this is yeah. like kind of their comeback situation. Absolutely. Because in my opinion, Pumped Up Kicks is the song that started the indie rock craze in, to me. This, uh, I think this was it, the the floodgates. I think it started like that, ver- like, you know, like, yeah, it started that era, like that few years. Yes, it was Pumped Up Kicks yes. that kind of opened that door. Yeah. Because it, it was like, it was, because I've, I've tried to trace this. It was like Pumped Up Kicks, uh-huh. Tightened Up by Black Eyed Keys, and Black Eyed Keys. <laughs> ah, Black Keys. And yes, that happened just now. Anyway, yes. Um, so tightened up, and then Mumford and Sons. Those three, yeah. all around 2010, 2011, yeah, kind of opened yeah, up the that's door. A good point. Uh, but yeah, it's it's such a good song. It's I would love to do it at karaoke. It is. It's just such a chill song. Uh, and yeah, I listened to it the first time I heard it. I was like, this is my favorite song this year, and nothing ever came close. It's just pleasant and man sometimes that's all you need that's yeah. a lot of the songs that i have yes uh so your next song is uh you want to intro it or you just want me to play it yeah go go ahead and play it um i can't remember how it starts <laughs> Subtle Change by uh, Rivers of Nile. Yeah. Um, it's a prog metal band. You and don't say. So there's a lot of build up. Yeah. Um, they're very different. This is their third album. These guys are from Reading, Pennsylvania. They started in 09. Um, and this is drastically different from just their second album. Their second album was a lot more thrash metal, um, very Gojira like. Um, Gojira is a huge French prog metal band, but they're more um they're not as like flourished as this this yeah. is mixing in um older more big bands like um opeth and cynic yeah and then it builds to that point But this is um, 
this is a huge this is not a subtle change for them actually ironically <laughs> enough um this album is called where owls know my name it um is the first time they've used uh clean vocals it is the first time they have a lot of jazz influence there's i think saxophone on a few uh like saxophone solos or blends and yeah. stuff um they and a lot of people's gonna go immediately to Dream Theater because that's where you go. Yeah, you think of prog metal, you go to Dream Theater. Dream. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the immediate drop. But there's so much more to it. And yeah, this, this album is super split. It's split on people who liked their original sound and hate that it changed it all because that's how metal goes. And then there are people like, oh crap, there's like six extra things here. This is great. Yeah. They have a whole like five minute song where it's like super industrial atmospheric like almost nine inch nails kind of thing and they just are all over the place i think this song's like eight minutes uh, a lot of their stuff's that long yeah that but right. um but it, but if you're someone who who like listens to the older stuff like like opeth or even dream theater and stuff like that um and you hear stuff like mastodon gojira and you're like man this is good, but I need something more. This is the, this is the more you're going to be looking for. Give me like um, these give are the me guys. Yes, but metal. Yes. Oh no no no. That well, that's a my favorite band between the Buried and me. Uh, but yeah, these guys are pretty point. close. Yeah. They yeah. they have um, they're getting up there too. They're getting up there with me. Um, I was very surprised by this change. Um, it is a drastic shift, but it's a good shift because. This is out of their three albums. This is the one that's charted. They um, nice. are making actual money and recommend and and notice from these from this album, and you know, which means they sold out and they're yeah. bad. Uh, I'm gonna keep doing. I'm gonna keep doing that because yeah. the the negative response to this album is confusing. Of course, it's mostly like oh, like none of this has been done before. It's like that's not the point. Yeah, the, the, like, every album doesn't have to like be like why real. is. Why is your argument it's been done before? Yeah. Because most people don't know what prog metal is or yeah, prog welcome, music. Welcome to means. literally most all people arts. don't know. I saw a guy uh, that too. Um, I saw a guy talk about it's like how is this progressive because um, they didn't they didn't like slowly adapt to their style. They just completely changed it. It's like prog means a bunch of shit yeah. in a blender and and elaborated Prog doesn't mean every album you just add small things yeah. to make it more and more. Also, that's not like that's Heather, a different kind of progressive. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend Heather and I were actually talking about this when we were in Austin about like because she's big into like electronica, mm -hmm. and we were talking about just how head ass it is that everybody has a billion different fucking dumbass subgenres and they all have different definitions. And like, how about we just let things oh, yes. do? How about it just is, and that's good because it exists. Yeah, like there, there's that? a certain amount. There's a certain amount of subgenres I enjoy, and and that I'll say, yeah, that's what that is. But it's getting more and more, and I'm like, yeah. no, that's not. But also, like, that. like it's There's one no thing to say, that. oh, if somebody asks you, what is this? Oh, it's this. That's one thing. It's another thing to like, because people like to use this gate. Oh, here's the jazz part. If you want to wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. That. What? Same song. That's what I love about Brad. That's yeah. That's prog ass shit. But yeah, a lot of people use those like subgenres yeah. as just like gatekeeping. It's not. It's not. They don't actually care about. Oh, Categorizing stuff. It's just an excuse to call someone not a real yep. fan because they don't know the difference between prog metal and yep. Norwegian fetus metal. Like, 
you know, it's it's <laughs> the worst. All right, it's, so it's nor it's black metal, but I guess right. you know they probably sacrifice pieces. Yes. All right, so my my next is my second favorite song of last year. Can't tell you why. Uh, it's from a like a band that I, I I knew, but I wasn't super into. I don't know. It's a good song. I like it. Zero. I really like this song. This is In Cold Blood by All J. Uh, and yeah, like, again, the first time I was listening to the radio and this song came on, it was just like, oh, I love this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very proggy, actually. Like, this is like a good song. Oh, yeah, it's complicated one. as fuck. Yeah, it goes mm-hmm. in a million different directions. There's no consistency. There's a couple key changes, and it's so good. And this is I, also a band where every time they change, people get upset and yeah. they don't like it. I'm like, are you kidding? These guys are on the top of the yeah. mountain. They were when they started, like, the best pop album of this decade is Awesome Wave, their debut from 2011. Period. Yep. I remember Will got Maybe super 2012, but yeah. Like, Will got really yes. into All J. Um, was, was Super Wave the one with uh, Left Hand Free? Or was that their second No, album? that, um, yes. Okay. With he Hunger really of the Pine. Yeah. Awesome Wave was Breeze Blocks. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like this, this song just goes in a million different directions, for example. It's just so good. It's... Yes. Uh, also, I, f- I discovered, I was going through Spotify, making, like, double-checking and getting all my songs together, and I found this remix. Yeah, it's this remix featuring Pusha T. Oh, God, zero, do zero, it. One, 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 zero, zero, one, one, crying zeros and Zero, zero, one, 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 zero, zero, one, one, crying zeros and It's hot at night in the summertime. Summer's mine, that's underlined. King push, king pin, put none over mine. Dope boys working overtime, lot of hustle, got an open mind. Real time foreign cars, real time foreign broads. Watch face frozen time, true drug overlord. We just going overboard. Yacht parties, jet skis, say you ballin', let's see. Pull up in the SL, let her do the SC. Ask her what's her ring size, let her do the grip ski. But yeah, that's a Twin Shadow remix of that with Pusha T. That's it's right, very right. good. That, it's those Daft Punk vocals, man, give me chills no matter right. where they're used. Right. Uh, now I wish I had something from Daytona on my list. <laughs> I know, right? Because I, uh, I want to kind of talk about Drake and Pusha later. Oh god! Talk bit. about the talk about mur- Pusha T murdering Drake. Man, murdering. Not, the, we're yes. gonna get inside for a second. You can skip thirty seconds because we're about to talk to. Wait, 
I was on TeamSpeak and fucking I was DMing Cheese about that, and Cheese got on and me yeah. and him talked about Pusha T murdering Drake for like half an hour while everybody else was super confused and did not understand what was going on. Oh man, I would have jumped in on that oh, if you told me. Just sharing all the different I... like hilarious tweets about it. Oh my god, it's so good. Yes. Okay, so your next song. Please you push it. Don't it? hurt him. Yes. Yeah, so do you want to intro your next song, or do you just want me to play it? Um. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Play it because it has a weird. Intro. But all I'll say is, um, if you're a huge fan of Dillinger Escape Plan and you're very sad that they broke oh, up, boy, that's don't a name worry. I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> well, they just broke up last year, um, completely on purpose because they were like, we want to do other crap. Yeah, yeah it happens. Um, oh. That is some that is, oh. Dillinger escape plan, Rodney Radke, fucking escape the fate. To, I, I am back <laughs> in Josh's fucking red grand, like, uh, Pontiac Grand Am, listening to fucking <laughs> escape the fate in 2008. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so every time I die in Dillinger's escape plan, I've always been the two guys for, like, it's kind of metal, kind of not hardcore, wild bullshit punk yeah. kind of stuff. And then Dillinger broke up, and um, every time I got die is great. And these guys go back and forth between sounding like those two, but it's the, a cor the chorus like that. Yeah, is it's what really they do. That's that's the most different. It is a Foo Fighters butt ass chorus, and it's great. Um, and it's. It's that's their identity. Is that is are these choruses and they have and almost every song, um, they start started in about I think 2012. They, this is their second album, Empty Black. Um, their band's called Greyhaven. I think I haven't said that yet. The <laughs> song is called Sweet Machine. I know I'm all over the place. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, Sweet Machine by Greyhaven. They're from Kentucky. That's as much as I can find. Yeah. Um, they're they're still Bandcamp level. Oh, wow. um, they don't yeah they don't have a wiki page every yeah. review I've seen is very minimal like three paragraphs um, they they're about if they get caught right they are gonna blow up because there is a void there is an absolute gap for, for this kind of music um, yeah and, and I love 
I love you think of Escape the Fate because it's still that same style. It's just people, again, you know, they they will split hairs as deep yeah. as they can go. Because um, it's the same idea, but Escape the Fate definitely has, like, for me, more specifically than, you know, whatever I assume about anybody else. Is, is it's again it's always the vocals it's yeah. always going to be absolutely um the selling point for me especially choruses and that is is definitely an an anthemic chorus yeah like you like if you're a producer or an agent and you hear randomly hear these guys if they're not officially and you hear that chorus yeah and you don't imagine like that's a twenty thousand people fifty thousand yeah. people singing that together then sh- yes you're doing something wrong these that guys is not a nightclub chorus that is a stadium chorus yes and I hope that they get there soon. Um, they've got plenty of time. Yeah. Like I said, they're they are a new band, and they already know what they're doing. This is their second album, and they 100 percent sound like the two like top bands of this is, very niche, very select genre that most bands, you know, fall apart or have to add a bunch of other stuff. At the most rawest point, the only two bands I know that ever kept up all the other bands because there's other bands. Um, what was it a band called horse or caligula's horse or something like that they were kind of like that but they fell off there was a band called genghis tron which did some electronic yeah. stuff with with this hardcore shit and yeah. they were good but they didn't last there was a band called botch that started with um converge and dillinger escape plan they didn't last and converge is even harder with no courses like that at all no poppy sensibility like dillinger had um so converge is like at the top of the mountain because they're like just dry and aggressive and powerful but then you have the two bands below them and one's gone so so needs to fill that spot yeah. and it needs to be great haven for sure absolutely like they they feel really well put together especially when you said it was on their second album and they're still on Bandcamp. like they don't sound like that my, my next song was the source of much controversy amongst me and my friends this year oh, no. or last year because i really like it and they didn't i like those So this is the man by the killers uh yeah how come your friends don't like the best song since their debut <laughs> so their argument is it's it's just a bit silly and dumb which it definitely is but that's what's so great about it the killers as a band that's what the killers were no that's the thing the killers aren't they never have been they've always taken themselves too seriously the killers have always felt like the leonardo dicaprio of bands to me they're incredibly talented, but completely humorless. Like they don't, you don't, you, you couldn't imagine. Like you couldn't imagine the lead singer of the Killers is making a joke. But this song is them just being silly and having fun, and like let's make a disco song and have it be all fun and dumb. And like I understand yeah. that's not necessarily what you're looking for from the Killers. Run for cover, the other single from that album, is very the Killers. 
Uh, but like for yeah. me, I'm like, how can you listen to this and not smile? For example. Like that's yes. so fun. USDA. Like it's it's so good. Like I and I think it's just a very again, this is a great driving around song. Like you put this song on. I guess I've always song. taken them super ironic. Because like, like are we human seen, or are we dancer got yeah, turned like, into a workaholics like, joke. And from what I've seen, just from like somebody told me has like always that. been my favorite killer song. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, we were actually talking about this at the party on Sunday, shortly after you left, because one of the last songs was uh, Mr. Brightside. About how Mr. Brightside is going to be yeah, our generations. Yeah, that one too. Our generations don't stop believing. It's going to get played for, for decades. I dig it. At sporting events and yeah, bars and everything. That. It's going to be a karaoke staple. Everybody knows all the words, and the moment it comes on, everybody gets excited, no matter who you are. Like, it is our generations yeah. don't stop believing. Uh, but yeah, like I really like this song. I think this song is a ton of fun. It's great to drive around to. And yeah, like I, I, I understand. I don't think, I don't think it was the best idea to have this song as the lead single off of their new album, because uh, this was, you know, you it heard made this me song. think they were gonna do something different. Yeah, yeah um, I would have put "Run for Cover" as the lead single because "Run for Cover" I think is a great song, but it is a very killer's song. Uh, but and yeah, it actually this, sums up that album better, sadly. Yeah, well, I think that's fine. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, it's a good song. Like, if it's good, it's good. And you know, the killers. I know, are good but I, I like the fun part of Killers. Like, yeah. Like I said, I never. I guess I always took them ironically because I think from, Mr. Brightside is from, a very fun, ironic song. From what I've seen, just in interviews uh, with the with Brandon Flowers, the lead singer, Flowers, either yeah. either he is super in on the joke and like is kayfaving it constantly. Or they take themselves a little too serious. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, do you I expect think... from Ramona's brother? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's such a good song. I think it's a ton of fun. I like it a lot. Uh, so we got your next song. You want me to play it or you just want to intro it? Yeah, go ahead and play it. because they're the biggest metal band um, ghost they they just blew oh, up okay. yeah, this super ghost, traditional right. style but um and talk about you know fickle metal people because everyone loves these guys but this is super dancey bullshit yeah i was about to um, say this is just like this, i was about to say speaking of prog speaking of yes yeah like this is yeah um this is rocky horror turned up to 11 yeah, and with, with a touch of Satan, right? Yeah, oh, yes. But good. listen to the chorus now. This is the edition they do. Awesome. 
that 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 it's the, very oh, good. That it's very oh good. god, that's just Rocky Horror's. Fuck. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, and they have another song called "The Dance Macabre," which just sounds like uh, if Tim Burton did like a goth prom John Hughes movie. Oh god. Um, that's all this whole album is is just dancey goth prom, and it's fucking amazing. It's so good. Um, these guys are from Sweden. Uh, this album came out in June. Uh, they've been around and they just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger every single time. And again, like this is the kind of stuff that every metal fan, or not, every, but the hard crazy metal fans will swear up and down they hate. And then, but no, Ghost is cool. It's yeah. Dumb, whatever. But um, these guys are just. And they had some controversy because technically no one knows who any of them are. Really? They, every album, the lead singer changes his name to... <laughs> his name was Pope Aramitis Arim, um, or, or something like that. It's very long Latin. Because, um, and it's always Pope Aramaeus or whatever. The first, second, third, blah, blah. And then there's a new guy. He's a cardinal instead of the Pope. Um, and, and it's all just super elaborate. But then the players are like ghouls. Yeah, and they have masks and stuff. And yeah. then he was getting sued in 2016 by a bunch of guys who said they played for him and he never paid them because. Huh. And he's and he's like, this project has always been mine. It's always been a revolving door. Blah blah blah. And apparently that hasn't mattered because then they made this album and it's still massive. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, also you'll love this. Um, there's a basically a legend at this point, and he hasn't really denied it, but he hasn't straight out confirmed it either. That Dave Grohl has played a few live shows as a, I, a drummer ghoul that, for them. D- that makes total sense. Like, that yeah. doesn't shock me at all. People don't understand how many pockets Dave Grohl has his hand in. Dude, uh, Dave Grohl has his hands in whatever fucking pocket. Have you seen this new thing? Exactly. No, what is it? It's called Play, and it's like uh-huh. a 30-minute documentary where he talks about like music education and like about Yay. him learning music and he talks That's to a bunch of kids who are learning music and then he sits down in a uh, recording studio and records oh. a seven track song on seven different instruments and you just watch him do it like play That's each of the instruments piece. individually and stuff like that oh, it's okay. fascinating he's the best he really is we don't deserve um, but yeah so these guys they're unstoppable at this point they yeah. really are the most hardcore like critics like um, I'm sure you know Needle Drop Anthony Fantano he loves them to death and he's like the the music pope right now for online nerds who want yeah. to sound like they know what they're talking about. He's he's not terribly bad, but he he loves these guys and he's pretty critical about metal in general as far as I've seen. But yeah, these are the guys. This, this Rocky Horror turned up to eleven. This goth prom bullshit and it's great and it's undeniable, really. Like I want to dance to rats <laughs> and dance yeah. macabre all the time. Dan- you need to check out Dance Macabre later. It's- I'll check it out. I definitely will. Addictive as fuck. Uh, So my next song uh, is probably the most like very poppy. It's uh, a a band with their breakout album, or I don't know if it's their their debut album or what. Um, But they hit it big with this song, and with a little help from another singer, uh, this song makes me feel good. It's very nice. It has very good violins. I like it a lot. Yes, it's such a good song. You're missing me Cause it makes me feel young Hello, hello Last time that I saw your face Was recess in second grade And it made me feel young Won't you help me sober up Growing up it made me numb And 
is Sober Up by AJR featuring Rivers Cuomo. Uh, I haven't met a single person who doesn't like this song. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody who I've ever mentioned this song to that's heard it is just like, oh yeah, that song's amazing. I have a massive switch for this because the first song that came out, Weak, I hated and thought I don't it was think terrible. I've heard that one. This is yeah. my introduction. Yeah. This came out after that. I'm like, whoa, this is fucking great. And I realized it was the same guys. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's just... And they're all brothers, by the way. In yeah. Case yeah, they're all yeah. brothers. Yeah, it's just something that just like... It makes you feel nice. It's just very bright and poppy and hopeful, and it just sounds good. I don't know. Like I don't have much to say other than just listen to this song. It's very nice. It'll yeah, make you feel I, better. Everything's on fire. This will help. My favorite, my favorite part is the end with Rivers Como because yeah. my favorite thing about Weezers is how honestly bad they are sometimes. Yeah, like this, like, yeah, like, this part cause, right cause, here. Yeah, go for it. I, oh. Yeah, it's that's so nice. I, I my favorite thing to do is to sing that line as bad as possible. Yes, yes. My like, favorite yeah, like, oh yeah, like driving you. around, that it's... song comes on. You're in the car by yourself. You bet. Yes. Anybody who says they don't do that is a liar. Um, I want to point out that Rivers Como is basically if um, if uh, Christopher Robin. And Calvin morphed together and had no musical ability, but goddammit, he's gonna fucking be a musician. <laughs> and that is Rivers Cuomo, and that's why I will never be mad at Weezer. Oh, yeah. Weezer has like, had yeah. the biggest up and down career oh, yeah. of any popular band. Animal. They've made some incredible albums, and they've made some really bad albums. They covered Toto twice, by the way, this year, then, if you have not Toto, heard those. And then Toto covered Hashpipe. Did you hear that? Yes. It's what a wonderful time we live in where that it's, can just it's happen. It's pretty nice. But yeah, this is a great song. Like, if you're having a bad day, listen to that song. It'll make you feel better, I promise. Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, Edward Sharp and the Magic Zeros, but not as, like, overly yeah. paced. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't mind Edward Sharp. Anyway, okay, so trying to get, <laughs> trying to get through these a little fast. I didn't mean to be Your too negative. Song. Uh, right. Do you want me to, you want to intro it or do you want me to play it? Play it.
So do you really like Austin uh, stoner metal band The Sword and just was like, hey, what if a chick sang instead? Well, that's Black Moth from Leeds, uh, England. Fucking, this is their third album and holy shit. It might be just because of what I've been doing lately, but I listen to this song and I see it over a montage of them killing demons on Why No to Earth. (laughs) Yes. Oh no, this is the best female rock I have heard in a long time. And it is, um, as someone who loves the sword, uh, those guys are just some fantastical D&D stuff, metal nerds. Um, They've experimented a lot lately and they've gotten a lot softer and they're not as what I fell in love with them before. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be mad at yeah. them. I'm just like, ah, guys, what are you doing? But then yeah. I found these guys, and I was like, oh, my fix. I got my fix. And also, what's even more amazing is half of these songs really aren't metal style, and they sound like just a heavy ass yeah yeah yes. Uh, yeah, a, that's that's what it was. Yeah. trying to put my yes. finger on it. Yeah, that's exactly. No, it. no, no. This is the sword and the yeah yeah yes, which is oh, the weirdest wow. fucking combo I ever thought imagined could happen. Like I, I, I never would have put that ever in, in, in like a jar and been like, that's gonna happen one day. These guys are amazing. That's they're, pretty good. They're like, hey, this chick can sing and we really love Black Sabbath. Let's just go. Yeah. And it's only their third album. And every song sounds as good, in my opinion, on this album. Every fucking song. Um, they're even more yeah yeah yeahs in, in parts than others. They're even more Black Sabbath or the sword, but they're consistently this fantastical this um paste it's it's so good and that's, that's about all, all that's i really great. had to say about it yeah that's really good i will i'm not huge on metal i will definitely check them yeah, out yeah no no awesome. no any metal from this the, these guys you definitely this is a yeah. band to 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 watch too because they're not big either um this yeah uh, uh sweet machine uh gray haven and these guys are the ones i found in my um 90 day uh, 90 metal album excursion and so that that's what happens you know if you actually can handle it but i i got i got burned out so hard but i'm glad i found these guys specifically yeah that's that's really good uh mine okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a hipster for a second everybody stand back oh god because i found this song on alt nation's advanced placement like three months before they put in an iPhone commercial and everybody else found it. I saw that commercial and I was like, I like that song a lot. I think that I'll keep loving you way past 65. We made a language for us too. We don't need to describe. Every time you call on me, I drop what I do. You are my best friend and we've got some shit to shoot. Let that bass get to your soul. Basically. This is uh, Best Friend by Sophie Tucker. Yeah. Uh, Just a really nice, pleasant song. Uh, uh, Really bright and poppy and it'll make you feel good. And it's, again, it's, it's a... It's a song that, like, when you listen to it, if you're in sort of the right mindset, you think about your, like, you think about, like, the last time you hung out with your best friend, and it does make you feel better. 
and yeah. yeah, I like the song a lot. Yeah, they use it's it's it hit big because it was in the iPhone 10 commercial, which I is really like. I don't want to be that guy. Like, I'm really glad that they did that <laughs> because I like this song a lot, and I like that people found. I, I like that a lot of people found this song, and this artist is having I mean, more it's success for that idea. It really is. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a song that deserves to be like yes. memed the fuck out of like 10 uh, movies. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like this should be in every trailer. Uh, it should have been tag. Oh my god. Right? Oh man, that's real. Yeah, it really should have. But yeah, it's just well put together. It's got a really good baseline. Uh, you know what it kind of reminds me of? What? It's like it's this year's Water Fountain by Tune Yards. Yeah. Like it's it not like in style, but in like complexity and uniqueness and all that. It reminds that me of that pitch. song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a great song, Sophie Tucker. I've listened to some of their other stuff. Uh, it's a lot similar to this. If you like this song, you'll probably like all of Sophie Tucker's other songs. Nice. Uh, it's really good, just like poppy, like weird, experimental. Like there, you, There's no genre you can stick this in because they do a little bit of everything. But it works really mm-hmm. well. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. I can't recommend that song enough. It's a very good song. Uh, your next song Have you been following the G1 Climax? Oh, yeah. New Japan. immediately when i heard this for the g1 climax and things i was like holy crap yeah and, and so so here's the silly part um well real quick every time we talk about music i'm gonna bring up something from japan because japanese rock japanese metal and just j-pop even needs to be as exposed as k-pop yeah like it needs to be as big as because those guys they just work and work and these guys specifically they're, they're called man with a mission they wear wolf heads, and they actually have this crazy backstory of that. Um, they were created by Jimi Hendrix, and then were frozen when he died, and then they <laughs> thawed out. No, I'm kidding. That's what Wikipedia says, and it's fucking amazing. They were created by fucking Jimi Hendrix. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So, not just in style, um, and I think their style is way broader, but also in popularity in Japan. They are basically Japanese Linkin Park. For most people, they are huge in Japan. Um, yeah, everyone compares them to that, both Japanese fans and American fans. That's the thing they go to. Oh, it's Japanese Lincoln Park. They're huge. Yeah. And so, in my mind, when I heard that this song was playing, 
because I don't know if they do a lot of themes, uh, music themes in uh, New Japan Wrestling, if they've start, just recently started that. Yeah. But I heard this, and I wasn't like, oh, Man with a Mission made it. I was like, oh, dude, New Japan made it. <laughs> like, because it, they are huge over there. And it makes me happy that, like, listen, we might be different countries, we might be different cultures, but wrestling music is universal because this is some wrestling ass song. Like this could be oh, dude, the theme I get of SummerSlam, and no one would, um, but like no one blink an eye. Like this could absolutely be oh, yeah. just a WWE song. Oh no! One of the you know what? Um, ironically, just because as far as like wearing heads and stuff and being yeah. crazy electronic motherfuckers, one of the first WWE theme songs that I remember when I started watching was um, Cobra Style by the Teddy Bears. Oh my god. There's a bomb de bomb de bang de dang diggy diggy. was in every single trailer for what seemed yes. like 80 years. Yes. And and they wear bear heads, so there you go. It is very universal. But these guys are good, and that chorus is legit. Like, yeah. oh god. Play it up again, real quick. Uh, has an official music video for this song. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, on YouTube, and I watch it every time. Every time before I watch a yeah. episode, and I just I get pumped and my uh, chills. Um, and and they're nowhere near like my favorite Japanese metal band. I have a lot, but these they're the biggest. They um, have like five theme songs for different anime that's coming of out. Of course. Recently, um, they did the theme song for Golden Kamui that I was talked about last yeah. time. Um, they're they're all over the place and they're really good and they are popular as fuck. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Yeah, Jap- Japanese music is is where you can get just something something you recognize, but it's just weirder enough that it feels fresh. Yeah, and that's why I love Japanese rock and metal right now. Nice. Um, my next one, like, okay, so this song isn't a song I'm super into, but it's more the story of the song that I think is incredible and you'll really appreciate. So this is by a band called Mansions. Uh, yes. They're like an indie rock band, uh, and they released an EP last year. And it's been about four years since they released music. And um, they were recording their new songs, and the lead singer's laptop crashed. And he was like, "This is a sign." So he threw out all the all the stuff they recorded, and they went back and they recorded something new, something very different, because uh, their stuff beforehand was very. Kind of traditional indie rock, kind of chunky, very rocky, and this is like way electronic. It is a departure from what they've done before. And they knew 
that it was going to be so different and that it wasn't necessarily going to go over super well with some of their hardcore fans. So the EP that they put it out, that they put out with this new electronic synthy songs, uh, was named Deserter. Um, <laughs> and this was their lead single from it. The song to show how they've changed, to show the people who are hardcore fans of them that they're going to get mad. The song to show how they have quote unquote abandoned their old style. The song is called Heal Theme. Oh my god, that's It almost feels like, uh, and this is the biggest compliment I could give anything, uh, it feels like it wouldn't be out of place on the Social Network soundtrack, on Social Network yeah. like score. But yeah, I like that song. Dude, like, it's not a song, I, I haven't listened to it a ton, but I think it sounds good, and that story is incredible. Like, I, I was... Theme, that's awesome. I was, like, poking around Spotify, and I was like, oh, here's a song called Heal Theme. What? And I listened to it, I was like, that's pretty cool. So I Googled it to get some information, and I just found this article about it, and it blew me away. All right, so we are on your next-to-last song. All right. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you. Can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions And second guessing all my intentions Should know by the way I use my compression That you got the answers to my confessions It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender And emotional, sexual bender very good if you're if you don't be sad that prince is dead because right? his spirit will live on forever in the most beautiful gender right? fluid gym on the planet janelle monet yeah has always been my girl janelle uh, monet arc android amazing. came out in 2011 and i've followed her ever since um dance apocalyptic from her 2013 album is delicious but this is just like reincarnated yep. prince's fuck and this whole album, Dirty Computer, actually is influenced by like Philip K. Dick's novels it's, it's and like also a, Gender Revolution out the wazoo. It's like a whole wazoo. fucking like concept album. It's like a rock opera, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. it tells, like, All of her story. albums are. Yeah. It's beautiful. She she is a renegade cyborg who just wants to have yeah. fun and sex and the Thompson. white man is oppressive. <laughs> yeah, she's doing all this with Tessa Thompson by her side, which is why she's so powerful. That cascade. Yes. That's so Prince. Um, yeah, that is. Oh my God. God. Yes. I need to Have you not to heard the song? I've listened to bits and pieces of it. I don't think I've heard this specific song. I need to listen to the oh. album beginning to the end. Yes. Um. There's a song called "Screwed" with Lenny Kravitz's daughter on it, and it's oh, nice. just. Yeah, and, and they're basically using sex as a metaphor for how messed up our country is, and it's yeah. great. 
And then there's a song with Grimes called Pink, and it's basically Boy, telling literally that- everyone, stop being afraid of the vagina so much yeah. that you turn abusive to people. Uh, like, quit... <laughs> Like, Quit being saying, a pussy and enjoy pussy. Like, like it's amazing. You saying there's a song with Grimes would have been a lot more exciting three months ago. I know, I know, I know. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> don't I'm sorry. Don't, I hate, to, hate to inform you the Grimes is canceled. <laughs> don't kill my vibe. All right, I'm listening to a Janelle <laughs> Monae song right uh, now. Right, no, ne- like, no listen, negative vibes gonna, here, listen, sir. We're not gonna think about Elon Musk. Let's just let's. Oh. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Fine. Wait a minute. We'll look a full Janelle. <laughs> She's so good. She's she is perfect for everything she is and yeah. everything she pushes for. I just I can't say enough positive things about her. She needs to be bigger. I don't think she she's really big is. enough. I, I, um, but this album, like her last year, has yes. done a lot to get her like to near where she needs to be. She's like, been in like three movies and she's good in all of them. Yeah. Because yeah, what's uh. Oh, what am I thinking of? She was in um, Hidden Figures. That's right. She was in Hidden Figures. And that's she's gonna be, she's gonna be in an episode of uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Yeah, that oh, she, is on she, Hulu. She already was, I think. Is that a? Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, she was well, in an episode last year. Gotcha. Yeah, she was in the eighth um, episode, Autofac. Yeah, and oh, Welcome to Marwin is coming out, which is, I guess. Because every year now it seems like they have to have a guy do. It's Robert Zemeckis, and it's um. Oh, is it this uh, year? Steve Carell, who's in love with his uh, dolls because he's a traumatized right. uh, veteran. Okay. Um, and Janelle is one of the dolls, and interesting. Of course she is, because Janelle's a doll. Um, <laughs> she's the best. I. So it's, it's enough, this but, year's. But, it's this year's fucking Walter Mitty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say, every year now, we have to have something like that, apparently. Like a downside Downside, yep, um, every year. What was, the, like what was the Linklater movie last year? It was Brian Cranston, Steve Carell, and Lawrence Fishburne. Like, the least Linklater, yes. Linklater movie, where it was yes, like, uh, he's got to marry his soldier son. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, Janelle um, Monae's a gift. Um, uh-huh, and, and this is like the most feminist album without... Yeah. Without being anything than just bright and like yes, it, it I don't know how to explain it because you know I'm just a dude yeah but like it's, it's how you make me feel it's, it's that song it's, it's great that song can be about anything anyone whoever you you know are sexually attracted to care yeah. about not sexually attracted to friends with whatever that song is perfect yeah uh, my song is. It's a song. I'm, I, it's a band that could have easily been the one-hit wonder of our generation, and yeah. they released a new album, and they had some really it had some really good songs on it, and had some hits. And I'm glad they ended up not being that. I'm glad that that they came back with that sophomore album and proved that they can still do it, and that they weren't a flash. <laughs> Not a soul up ahead and nothing behind There's a desert in my blood and a storm in your eyes Am I the king of nothing at all? And you're the queen of nothing at all Well, I remember the fight and I forget the pain I got my hand in your pocket and my key in your chain Am I the king of nothing at all? And you're the queen of nothing at all Oh, through the wilderness You and I, we walk through the emptiness Oh, 
That is Walk the Moon with One Foot, their lead single off of their second album, and I fucking love that song. It's such a good song. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Also, speaking of when you're in the car singing, song, singing songs badly, if yes. you don't with this song, you're a liar. <laughs> I said when Shut Up and Dance came out that there's never going to be a bad time to just always rip off Peter Gabriel. And they yeah. realized that and kept that lightning in that bottle and they're just going to keep doing it. And yeah. that is totally Although, fine because there's actually, not enough. Uh, listen to some other songs on that album. Like their yeah. second single was called Headphones. Yeah. Nothing like Shut Up and Dance on this song. Well, that's uh, cool. It's, it's, uh, their second single, Headphones, is more of just like kind of like a crunchy alt-rock song. Uh, still really good, but shows that they have that range. Uh, but yeah, I was—I've been afraid for a while because "Walk" or "Shut Up and Dance" is such a good song, and it was so big. Uh, I was afraid that that was going to be it. Like, there's no way you can get back there. And then last fall, driving around and hear like, "Oh, Walk the Moon's got a new album coming out. They get dropping their new single tomorrow." And I listened to it, and oh, this is fantastic. And then it got play. Like, it got a lot of play. It got really popular. Yep. It didn't just end up being a flash in the pan. Walk the Moon's a great band, and I understand that praising Walk the Moon this much makes me the whitest person in the world because they might be the whitest band they are uh, they're very bread. they are listen, as bread as bread can be yes they are they think mayonnaise is too spicy but that's okay <laughs> god that's Cause good because this song's a banger that's fine oh yeah i love this song it's so much fun everybody go listen to the new walk the moon album it's great uh and so we have your last song yeah, i'm gonna no, you want me to... You want me no, to no, you're it? good. Okay. who Denzel Curry was. Yeah. And this is my rap album of the year. Um, it's called Taboo. It's like spelled with a 13 in it. It's, it's got some weird spellings going on. They're yeah. all supposed to mean stuff. Um, real quick, Denzel Curry blew up two years ago with an album. Um, but then this is just an even better level. But he's, he's in that trap rap crowd that I hate. Yeah. He's really big friends with Triple um, X uh, tactic Tactician oh, or Tactician. Oh, yeah, he's really good friends with him. He got a tattoo in honor of his death. Mm. Um, oh, he's boy. also friends with little Ugly Man and guys like that. Doesn't how how this? He's 23 years old from Florida, and 
this whole album, this song, but this whole album sounds like a 35-year-old dude who yeah. has seen some shit and understands the rap introspective beyond level that most people do. Yeah. I am shocked. Band, like, like I immediately hearing this album three times in a row, I'm like, okay, so um, not already right next to Run the Jewels and Kendrick Lamar and yeah. kind of Linguists. And I just... He's smooth, and he's he's deep as fuck. Like and that sounds so cheap, but like when I say deep, I mean like he makes himself feel accountable and, and tragic. He doesn't feel very much like a party guy. There's another song where he knows this one. I, I kind we kind of covered over, but he was talking about um he he just wants to this girl and stuff. Um, he found out she got molested when she was nine and he doesn't care about that and he knows how wrong and fucked up it is that he doesn't care and and it's just stuff like that it's it's really tragic shithead kind of thing but it's like yeah it's it's just such an aware thing to me and there's more trap rap to it later like that more click click scatterbrain thing but he actually has lyrics and rhymes to it yeah it's really intense he he growls and and shouts like kendrick and um and childish gambino do yeah he's he he barks and he's got a lot of bite to it with it and he's a fucking kid and it's amazing this is like his third album and it's really 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 good really good yeah that's um, really good before I'm, this I'm push T's daytona was yeah yeah, for me, Pusha T's Daytona was the album of the year and rap album of the year, and then this came out, and it's like this thing is lush and and hurtful and sharp and all these things mixed together, and it's amazing. Yeah, uh, he he's a prodigy for sure. Yeah. Like I can't believe he's such a kid, and he's gonna blow up. Like this this exploded in the album before did, and I, but I had no fucking clue. But he's he next. He absolutely is, and I can't I can't say more about it positively. <laughs> yeah. This is Check nothing's this gonna touch out. this this year. Like I think Run the Jewels four is supposed to come out. I don't know how they can beat the the complexity of this album. Yeah, it's like, it's I, complex I like... trap rap. I'm blown yeah. away. My my I will right now say for the last four years when trap rap has been blowing up, I'm like this is dumb and shitty for dumb shitty overly. Tat- facial tattooed dumb fucks who don't know how to actually rap and this is the lazy guy's choice and this denzel curry has proven me a thousand percent wrong well i think like i think it's a bit oversimplification i think trap rap is like kind of in this wave of hip-hop that we've gotten with people like that and yg and dram and lil yachty where it's like hey we're not trying to change the world we're just trying to have a good time and make other people have a good time like trap rap is like it's all about being it's it's intentionally kind of dumb and like they mean that it's supposed to be because it's supposed to just make you forget about your shit and just bounce around for a little while. Yeah, and I'll yeah. I'll admit I was 100 percent just negative response. To yeah, it. I, I mean, didn't listen, like anything it's, about it's one it. thing if it ain't for you, that's fine. Right, right. But like I, yeah, I do yeah. think there is a value to it. I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, well that's what I'm saying. I I didn't. I, I yeah. really didn't. But this this has yeah. completely turned me around. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. this is what you can do with it. I lean and more I, to like the it makes Yachty me excited style. that hopefully more guys will follow yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my last song. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it. I'm gonna use it as kind of as a transition because it's a good transitional song. Uh, I found it originally. It was in a movie trailer. 
And then it was in the soundtrack for a video game called Hotline Miami 2. I was listening to that kind of recently. Hotline Miami 2, great soundtrack, by the way. Uh, it's a, it, I heard someone describe it as this is the music that plays in a movie where a detective is chasing a serial killer through an, uh, a nightclub. Nice. And so this song, I'm sure you've heard it. It's incredible. I really like it. Uh, it's just good. <laughs> Can you put your finger on where you've heard this before? Because I know you've heard it. I know, and I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. Thor Ragnarok trailer. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Is this from the soundtrack? or is this a... No, this song, he just pulled this for the trailer. It's, um... It's In the Face of Evil by Magic Sword. Nice. Uh, just a really good like electric if you like electronica like it's just a cool song like like this is a song that like if you're just like walking around just put this song on and you'll feel like fucking john wick <laughs> yes uh so yeah so that's our music we're going to go into some like just talking about some news and stuff like that and try and rapid fire some of this stuff because we are uh behind schedule a little bit uh, always <laughs> yeah let's see here All right, so we've got the the stuff coming out uh, this week. Uh, we got Black Klansman's coming out. It's a Spike Lee directed movie produced by Jordan Peele. Uh, I really want to see it. I I've wanted to see it since I saw like the first yes. article that was happening. Uh, Spike Lee's the guy. It's about it's a, like a real life story. Um, it's a a real life story of a of a black cop in like the Midwest or something like that who like tries to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, <laughs> did you know that... So Topher Grace is in it, and he plays David Duke. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about what he did to, like, decompress after filming? No. He went in, like, an editing suite and re-edited the three Hobbit movies as a two-hour cut, and it just, like, helped him chill out. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that looks like I've been really looking at that one for a while now. Because uh, I remember the first time I saw it, I was looking at like Blumhouse's stuff, and I saw a movie mm-hmm. coming up called Black Quick Clansman, and I was like, oh no. And I clicked on mm-hmm. it, and I saw Spike Lee, and I was like, oh yes. <laughs> right? That is that is how you change. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and, and out next is The Meg, uh, or the, also this week is The Meg, Jason Statham, Rain Wilson, Ruby Rose. Uh, big giant shark movie looks like a ton of fun like I I was listening to a podcast this week and they were talking about shark movies and about how it's so weird that that didn't become more of a thing with how big Jaws was Yeah. like why weren't there a billion shark movies after Jaws right but I'm a sucker it's because of the production hell I think because now now we have a billion shark movies because we have CGI 
Well, we don't oh. have that many. We have what? We have what? 47 meters down, the shallow, open water. I'm counting Sharknado. I'm not. <laughs> I'm counting all seven Sharknados. I'm not. Listen, Sharknado <laughs> was dead to me when they had a contest to name the second Sharknado movie and they didn't name it Two Shark Two NATO. <laughs> I'm still mad at that. Is that what you put in? And, uh, somebody else did, and I was like, oh yeah, that's oh. really good. Do that. that. That should be the one. And yeah. they named it Sharknado really the hope, second one. I just really hope that the atmosphere of the Meg is going to be what the first trailer was, which was with the... Um, this Frank Sinatra the, song? The, the Sinatra song, yeah. Yes. If that's not the air that that yeah. movie has about it, it's not going to... I'm sure it is, because yeah, I remember... I really I was, hope... I, I saw that trailer the first time in theaters, and I was like, oh yeah, I've heard something about this, this fucking shark movie. Like, all right, all right, all right, wait a minute. Oh, that's clever. Oh, that's clever. Yes, that that did it for me. I'm like, if this is going to be this fun, and I'm fucking in. Yeah. Uh, And who's the guy who's like the comedic relief in there? Rain Wilson. Um, The guy from The Office. Dwight from The Office. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it should be good. Absolutely, yeah. Anything else you want to say about the Meg or Black Klansman? Um, Black Klansman's getting glowing ass reviews yeah i'm very happy about that um i love i don't i haven't kept up enough i guess in film history to really notice but i do wonder how many times we have had two films of this caliber of sorry to bother you and black oh, Klansman yeah. in one year that's a good point yeah. this, this feels like some this feels like a brand new situation and it's yeah. very and i'm very happy for this that. summer has been the summer of like unique original interesting indie small indie films like yes it hotel has. artemis upgrade sorry to bother you black clansman oh yeah uh so we're going from that and just some news uh, just gonna kind of rapid fire these see what you think about them uh for whatever reason disney is still planning pirates of the caribbean 6 oh okay it'll probably oh. be a while uh. but they are still ex- like exploring like they're still their their order. Oh scripts. right, because they left it open ended. It's supposed to be about Davy yeah. Jones came back to life because all the curses were fixed or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Bill Nye said that he didn't oh. know about that until somebody told him that they <laughs> saw it in the movie. He said he's open oh, to coming God. back. Like he he would come back. Uh, but like, I haven't yeah, but seen why it. Wouldn't they tell him? I don't know. Why, I still haven't seen why it. Wouldn't they tell um, him? Uh, it's it's not yeah. great. Uh, Disney fire Johnny Depp. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders are confirmed to f- appear in the next Spider-Man movie, in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, so that's cool. Oh. Uh, speaking Far of Johnny Depp. Home. Is that the new title? That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Because, uh, because uh, so, you know, know, Tom Holland. So Tom Holland has a bad, bad habit of, like, uh, leaking spoilers. Yep. Um, can't keep secrets. He can't keep secrets. And one of my favorite uh, bits of Tom Holland was he was on the Graham Norton show. And that Graham Norton had, like, a picture of his suit from Infinity War. He was like, that's your new suit? Is that metal? And... Tom Holland just goes, I don't know if I could tell you, Graham. I, I don't know. And uh, and so he was, uh, it was like a convention, or it might have been a Comic-Con, and he was had an iPad. He was like, hey, guys, you know, we're about to start filming the second movie. I've got it. I've got my script right here. I'm so excited. You're not going to get any spoilers from me, though. You're not going to, and he holds it up. And you and on the screen, you can clearly see it says Spider-Man Far From Home. So like, they intentionally did that to reveal the name. Uh, okay, okay. It's very clever. It was very clever. Uh, speaking of Johnny Depp, he's in yeah. a movie with Forrest Whitaker about the Biggie Smalls Tupac murder investigation called City of Lies. Yeah, I saw that. And it's been pulled from the schedule. 
It was supposed to come out in less than a month, and it's wow. been pulled. It's really weird. Oh, boy. It is off the schedule. Like, I saw trailers for that in theaters, like, before right. movies this year. Is it, it because they didn't realize that the true, true crime murders of Biggie Smalls and Tupac was airing over oh, the, the summer? The, the USA <laughs> the, show? Yeah, know. the Timothy Oliphant. And they was like, oh, my God, half of this is in our movie. Why didn't we know about this? Timothy Oliphant wasn't in that show. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he's was, the lead cop. No, it was the McPoyle guy from. It was the dude from Westworld. No, he's the guy from. He's the guy in the seventies that did it. Timothy Oliphant is the guy in like two thousand ten that's going back and doing the McPoyle research. No, no, that's dude. No, I that watched show, the show. I he the only show he's been in in the last two years is the Santa Clarita Diet. It was not no. Timothy Oliphant. Yes. I, I will fight I, you for this because you're wrong. No, I'm not. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at it right now. So this is. It was what? What was it called? It was called True Crime: The Murders of Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. Let me see. Or, or it was Unsolved: The Murders of Tupac and the Unsolved. Yeah. Oh, are you thinking yeah. Josh Dumal? Oh my God! Yes, I am. I'm gonna disconnect <laughs> this call. <'cause> you know, <laughs> I'm gonna disconnect this because you mixed up Timothy Oliphant with Josh Dumal. You missed up. You messed it's up. discount Timothy Oliphant. You leave me the fuck alone. No, no, that's that's discount. Fucking that's discount, discount, discount Timothy Oliphant. Oh man, I'm so mad now. <laughs> but Edit yes. all of this. Edit all of this. No, Can we start no, this over. This is staying in. This is fuck staying you. in. Come on. Um, <laughs> damn fucking they need, shit. They need to know what our conversations are actually like. Uh, so next up is uh, Venom. Fuck. They've confirmed it's going to be rated PG-13. Uh, some people were thinking it's going to be rated R. I don't think Venom needs an R rating. Um, I think it'll be fine with one, but I don't think it's necessary. I don't know yes, about you. Uh, and you know what? The second trailer reminds me a lot of Upgrade. Yeah, it's got that kind of like that dirty, grimy. Uh, yeah, like what are you doing with my body? Yes, I'm going to eat your. I'm going to eat your. Was I'm going to eat your arms and then your legs and your face off your head and you'll be an armless, legless, faceless thing like a turd rolling in the wind. Oh my god. Uh, uh, Antoine Fuqua, who is the director, I believe, behind Training Day, the Equalizer, and all that is yeah, uh, Denzel's bestest buddy. Yeah, is doing a um Scarface remake that's going to start filming this fall. Written uh, by the Coen Brothers, right? I don't know. Actually, I didn't see that because that's what I heard that the Coen Brothers were re making a Scarface, writing a Scarface remake. Uh, but... Let me see here. I've got the page up. Fuqua is the director. Scarface is pretty ready to short uh, October first. I don't think it says so in this article. I mean, I believe you. Uh, I saw some people like yelling about like, where they're remaking Scarface, not realizing that Scarface was a remake. Yep, I know. That's, uh, so yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, also, 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 I don't, I, I don't, I don't think Scarface is the classic that a lot of people treat it as. I think Scarface is fine, but I don't yeah. think, like, I don't think Scar, like, people put Scarface on like a Shawshank Redemption Pulp Fiction pedestal where I don't think it necessarily belongs. I think it's a fun movie, but I don't think it's like, you know, it's not I, fucking the greatest. You know, at most, it influenced those things. It, yes, but, it did absolutely. But, so they're filming a live-action animation hybrid Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Have you heard about this? Oh. Uh, Dr. Eggman is being played by Jim Carrey. <laughs> okay. And Sonic the Hedgehog is being voiced by Ben Schwartz, a.k.a. John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. 
Huh. Yeah, okay. I'm super into that. That's really good. Yeah, that's... Uh, wow. Disney had an earnings call with stockholders, and they detailed some of their streaming service that they're going to be doing. Uh, it's going to be out by next, like, end of next year. They want it to be a little cheaper than Netflix, because it's not going to have quite as much as Netflix. With them getting Fox, it's going to bolster a lot of their stuff. And But he said that there's not going to be any R-rated movies on there. Like, it wants to be a sort of family-friendly thing. And they've already got in development a ton of original TV shows and movies for it. And But there won't be any pre-2019 Star Wars movies on it. Because they already had those deals with Netflix. So, like, all the, like, like Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, those are all on Netflix. And they're going to stay on Netflix. And the ninth one and the ones after that are going to be out in on the Disney streaming service. Uh, it seems oh, yeah. really cool. I'm curious to see where it'll go. Uh, in yeah. January, they're going to start filming two new Kingsman movies back to back. The it was gonna, huh. one of them is going to be like the end of the Eggsy trilogy, as he called it, and yep. then the other one's going to be a prequel, which is going to be like about the creation of the Kingsman around World War One. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it seems alright. I never cool. saw the, never saw the second Kingsman. I think one Kingsman was enough for me. I think that was all I needed. It's the, it's the same movie technically. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like listen, so people fine. who were really into Kingsman. That's no, what I liked about. it. I thought like, I saw it. It, I, I it was fine. It. I enjoyed it, but yeah, it just uh, I don't know. I I think as I've gotten older, I enjoy that style of graphic violence less. But John uh, Wick's okay. Well, because John Wick is like it's not as graphic, and in That's John fair. Wick, John Wick it takes it to a level of like where it's almost like a it's like it's like dance. It's uh, very deconstructed. And also, John Wick, it's all like very well established. These are bad people, whereas like. In King, the first Kingsman movie, a lot of people like like the. I already talked about the church scene, right? Which is oh. an incredibly well like well crafted scene. But oh. those were still relatively innocent people. Like he made they, they went out of their way to show that they were shitheads, that they were like bad racist people. and bigoted and all yeah. That. But does that mean that they all deserve to get brutally murdered? But like you cheered on when they did, and so that scene ended, and I was like, that was. The mo- one of the craziest things I've ever seen, but also I feel a little sick to my stomach. He just killed all those people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. It's- yeah, and so I, I, th- like, I think that's fine. That's not to say anything. Like, it's not to say like, oh, you should do, you, you should do better. Like, no, that's that's. Hey, listen, that's cool. It works. Uh, but it's right. just, I don't think that's for me anymore. Uh, we have the stupid Oscar stuff. It's stupid. <laughs> they want to put in a popular Best movie category. popular film. Yeah, which is, which is the, it reinforces the stupid idea that popular and good are mutually exclusive. Uh, it's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, it's, it's you, just so they can... Talk about um, the, the Academy is afraid of being considered um, out of touch. What's more out of touch than right? that? Yep. It's so they can give an award to Black Panther that isn't Best Picture. Uh, yeah, which... Yep. And we have new... Fairly credible rumors that they are taking a strong look at Idris Elba as the next James Bond. Ooh, finally. Yeah, It's been right? like three years? It's a, I mean, it's been a while. Since Daniel it started, Craig, yeah. Daniel Craig's been doing it for like 11 years now. I know, uh, I know, but like when the whole Idris Elba well, thing really picked I think, up was like Yeah, it was a few years, years ago, ago, but it wasn't like, oh, they're going to look at him for the next James Bond. It was, hey, look at this guy for the next James Bond. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah. uh, We have a roundup of some of the trailers uh, from around Comic-Con. We'll start with Aquaman. I thought it looked cool. Uh, I think we'll just do Aquaman and Shazam together because I think yeah. it's a great example. Like, Because I, I saw a friend of mine who was like, oh, man, those movies actually look kind of good. I'm worried. And like, number one, don't come on. Why would don't, you be worried? Exactly. Don't be that guy. Good. Like, don't just like f- feed into the internet circle jerk. 
And Seriously. also, I see those movies as from the studio that brought you Wonder Woman and not from the studio that brought you Batman versus Superman. Uh, what do you think? Like, what do you think about those um, two movies, trailers? Aquaman looks like everything I want it to do, and uh, I hope I'm not mixing them up. James Wan, I believe. Yes, James not, Wan is directing yeah. Aquaman, yes. Yeah. I didn't want to say Justin Lin and be wrong because, you know, they've been switching like <laughs> yeah. franchises and shit. And it's, I, I, yeah, <laughs> James I Wan too. said he didn't want to make a superhero movie. He wanted to make a sci-fi movie. Yep. And that alone gets me very hyped yeah. and, and idealized for it. Um, I'm fine with Shazam. I will go see Shazam. That suit perplexes me. That's Why something that? about it. it. It's just something about it to me seems off. That's I mean, all. it's it's like, it looks like it it looks like it got pulled straight out of a comic book, which is what it's supposed to. Look it like. does. Like that's that's. But, um, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Zachary Levi, the actor. Zachary Levi's head doesn't. <laughs> so yeah. It doesn't feel like it fits. It reminds me of um, Mark Ruffalo in the um the, in the Iron Berserker thing or whatever. Yeah. I I think that's what it although, makes me think of. And I think part of that is intentional. Uh, because when you be see how much. the suit is too big and doesn't quite fit his head, I think that that is meant to give you. It's it's meant to per, like portray the idea that he is still a kid, and so he's out of his element, and he's in this thing that's like larger than him. Like I, like, I might be reading too. I much like into that it, idea, but like yeah, that yeah, seems that. like that's where they're coming from. Like I, that would make total sense to me, you know? Because like yeah, you, I mean, you going... still need to remind that he is a kid out of his element, and that's a really good way of doing that. Yeah, that's that's a good way to think, and it's definitely not a deep dive people will consider because yeah, I'm but yeah, like I think that movie it understands. Hey, we're here to have fun. Yeah, I want it. I want it to be fun. I want yeah, it to be. We're funny. here to have just to a good. good time, and that movie I wants to have a good time. Really want somehow, some way, even though I know the popularities aren't even remotely the same. I want Shazam to be as received as the first Deadpool movie. Yeah, absolutely. I want it. I want it to be in that regard. I hope yeah. so because I don't want DC to fail. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't either. Like I want them to be, but like I, I think they're understanding it. They're understanding like what Marvel got from the jump, which is these movies are all connected, but they all need to feel individual. Like they all need yep. to feel different. Which finally figuring that out. Which Man Man versus Steel, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, and Suicide Squad did not. They felt very homogenized. Uh, Wonder Woman, on the other hand felt wholly unique it was its own thing and it seems like with aquaman and shazam they're going in that right direction oh, I'm, yeah i'm excited to see where they're going uh we had the godzilla king of the monsters trailer i'm that's really excited favorite. for that movie that's my most anticipated i'm just gonna move on everyone i'm God really excited for that movie so you know how charles dance is in it <laughs> uh have you heard the rumor like or, this isn't even a rumor this is just a theory of who charles dance is because he doesn't they haven't named his character uh People think that he is playing Tom Hiddleston's character from Godzilla or from Kong Skull Island. Oh wow! Because okay. he would have he would be much older. I don't think that's the case because the director said that yeah, like there is going to be breadcrumbs to connect this movie to the Kong Skull Island movie, but he said it's not going to be super overt, and that feels super overt. But maybe they just don't tell you the character's name until the very end or something like that. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really what good I idea. Would think. I, I um, think. I, li I like that though. Yeah, it's a good like, idea. Charles Dance is the perfect guy for it. I do love though in the trailer, it almost feels like he's literally just there to say yep. long live the well, king. Yep. Just like, all right, <laughs> like, we got the uh, We one. need Tywin to yep, do this. Yeah, we need Tywin Lannister. All right, so uh, yeah, that movie was great. There's some incredible, like the cinematography in that movie. Oh my God, some of the shots uh, in the trailer. I'm so ready for oh. the fucking movie. God, um, yes. 
excited. And I also love that um, uh, the main woman. What's her name? I'm doing bad uh, on names today. Millie Bobby Brown or the, uh, no, the older the girl, actress? The, the mom. Oh, God. Give me a second. Vamp. Vamp. Right. Vamp. 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 Sally Hawkins or Vera Farmiga? Yeah, I think she's going to be like... I love that they're not really saying it, but it seems kind of obvious that she has ulterior motives and shit's going to hit the fan. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they... you know, you're thinking of... So, yeah, that's Sally Hawkins. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. one that's like... Yeah, that, okay, yeah. Uh, like, we need to release the Titans to Oh, yeah, no, she's, no, she's 100% crazy and trying to destroy the world. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, so also we have the trailer for Glass, which I think is interesting. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long time. He's fought, we're finally getting our Unbreakable sequel. Listen, I'm I'm glad to see M Night Shyamalan bouncing back. Uh, yeah, like shout out to Blumhouse for having some faith in him, and because right. he did what the visit, which is fine. Yeah, and then, and then he, he did split, and then he did split, which ended up being an Unbreakable thing. Uh, yeah, and so now we have Glass, and yeah, it looks cool. Like it's cool to see Samuel L. Jackson back in that role. Uh, yeah, I'm just ready for all three of those guys to just chew up the scenery. Oh god, it's gonna be so good. Oh man. So so side sideways notion, but I'm gonna do it here because it's got Bruce Hit Willis me. in it. Um so just like a week when I was back home, because my dad still loves him and stuff, the 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 Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis happened. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I it was actually really that. funny and stuff. Yeah. Um a lot of me too jokes, which I was shocked by. I was like, whoa, you guys are going for it. But if you were gonna pick just one person to watch, you need to go watch Ed Norton's. Ed really? Norton's it, yes. It is just this long winded, very good, funny ass story of just uh, uh, basically, it's like, I'm Edward Norton, and no one knows who the fuck I am, but I'm definitely a better actor than you. What the fuck? Yeah. And, and he kind of plugs in what you told me years ago, um, where you think Bruce Willis kind of just managed to luck out and stumble fuck into really great roles because he's not, you know, a top you know, Bruce Willis actor, is really good at playing Bruce Willis. Yeah. 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 Well, that's most of the jokes, but, but oh, my God, Edward Norton does it the best way. Like, it's so good. You, you need to watch. It's like five minutes. It it's perfect. I'll definitely check Edward, that out. Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we also have the second Venom trailer. Uh, like 13-year-old me is really excited we're getting a Venom movie. Because I loved Venom when I was a kid. This definitely looks better than the first trailer for me. Um, the the suit looks better. It's definitely weird. It's, it's It doesn't feel like a comic book movie, and I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely yeah, like, fine I feel like that. it doesn't need to. Like for something right. like Venom, it, it super duper doesn't need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it looks cool. Like, it looks like what you want Venom to look like. It's straight out of the comics. It's yeah. really fucking cool. And like I said, no matter how they figure that out, it feels very much like Upgrade in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking, that was discount Tom Hardy anyway, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think about that, but you are, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he's the shocker in Homecoming. Boy, yeah, yeah, I knew he was in Homecoming. Boy, wow, I hadn't. Yeah, no, he's absolutely discount Tom Hardy. That is one hundred percent great value, Tom Hardy. It's Costco brand Tom Hardy. Yes, uh, it's so great. So, God, we're, we're, that's happening. Yep. Uh, okay, so from there we have Predator, uh, the new Predator trailer. Uh, you know, way the better than the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Like the first one's fine. I don't know. Like I feel like we watch trailers differently because I watch trailers. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're advertisements. I need to take this with a grain of salt because it's a fucking ad. Well, and, and so I, like, I, 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 I have a weird like trailers are so weird to me because as a culture, we are very incredulous to ads. 
We understand. Right. Ads lie to us. Ads want to manipulate us. Except yes. for trailers. People right. assume trailers are the 100% definitive, like, one, like end-all, be-all of a movie's quality. Yeah, no, no, like, no. Like, I don't I'm not do saying that. with you. I just mean, like, in general. Right, 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 right. It drives me crazy because it's like, oh, that trailer it's was really bad. Dumb. Therefore, that movie's going to be bad. And it's like, so do you believe every fucking detergent commercial you see? Because it's the same thing. They're mm -hmm. ads. They're meant to yep. appeal to the lowest common denominator. Uh, the, the new Netflix series that is um, starting with the, the, the creators of Avatar – yeah, uh, it had a new trailer. And everyone yeah. was shitting on the animation. It's like it's fifty seconds, yeah. people. Like they're like, oh, you gotta speed up that frame rate. It looks bad. Shut yeah, it's like you're up. gonna judge everything off of a two-minute, thirty-second yeah. advertisement. But yeah, I look at trailers as like, is this gonna make me want to see it? And the first one, the first Predator trailer just didn't. I was like, this feels awkward to me. I'm not, you know, I don't know. But the second one. I don't know. I was into it. Maybe because they showed like the predator. super predator it, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like it feels like a predator movie. But also, but yeah. but also remember, there were better jokes and the, yes. I had a better yeah. feel for the characters. But also, this was a full trailer where the first one was a teaser. Like, there's a difference between a teaser and a trailer. A teaser, which there was the first is, predator thing, like, but, it didn't show you much because it's not supposed to. Yeah, but like, the link line to. is very blurred because I remember, you know, 10 years ago, a teaser trailer was like 20, 30 seconds. Now teaser trailers are like a minute yeah. Or so, and then real trailers are two and a half minutes. Yeah, but and like, I feel like sometimes I don't realize that it's considered a teaser. Yeah, either. and so like, but here, here's a really good, you know, just straight thing. Whatever the first trailer is, is a teaser. The first trailer is always there to pique your interest for the second trailer to come along with actual information. That's fair. It's always the first trailer is always because like and it, it, the first trailer is to to catch your like to get your attention and to lay down the theme mm. because that was like remember the Venom teaser yeah where people are like oh this is terrible it doesn't even show the suit and that one was like 45 <sighs> seconds and it was like it's a theme trailer it's a, it's to let you know the style of the movie like it's there's more to come like come on yeah uh, but yeah no the second predator trailer yeah like it has the jokes you want it has the, the it shows you the predators it has the action shane black has never made a bad movie i'm really excited for it shane black has only directed four movies what is it what kiss kiss bang bang have you ever seen Kiss yes. Kiss Bang Bang? Yes. God, such absolutely. A good movie. Iron that's Man 3. why that's uh, why they got him for Iron Man 3 is Downey yep. suggested him. Yep. Iron Man 3. Uh The Nice Guys, which is incredible. Yes. And he's he's open to make he he said the other day he wants to make a sequel to The Nice Guys if he can get funding. Fuck yes. And Damn. Predator. Give he's 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 got another one on his slate. Let me you see. Know, and he wrote the Lethal Weapon series, which I love. I actually yeah. love all four Lethal Weapon movies. He's one of the best writers of all time. Uh, that's he, right. He's he's he, yeah. Uh, let me see. He yeah, because he wrote Lethal Weapon. He wrote Monster Squad. He wrote Last Boy Scout. He wrote Last Action Hero. Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, also, do you know why Die Hard was set at Christmas? Why? Because Lethal Weapon was set at Christmas, and they were like, yeah. "Wow, it worked really well with Lethal Weapon." No, 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 no. That's the other way around. Lethal Weapon was like ninety-one. Die Hard was like eighty-eight. Lethal Weapon was nineteen eighty-seven. Really? Yes. Huh, my brain. Okay, cool. Um, and That's so yeah, funny. like, so like all Die Hard was set at Christmas because all Shane Black movies are set at Christmas. <laughs> uh, for real, think about it. Yeah. Nice guys at Christmas, like Iron Man three. At Christmas, yeah. Was in was at Christmas. But yeah, so I'm super excited for it. Uh, we got yes. a little bit of TV stuff. Uh, Stranger Things season three is coming next summer. They like their they like their long ass gaps between seasons, huh? Because the first one was what year and year and four months and this one will be almost two years between yep. seasons uh you ever watch the show timeless no, i've heard of it 
it seemed I watched the first episode. It seemed like a fun, goofy, dumb time. Uh, it got canceled. And yeah. then it came back for another season, and then it got canceled again. Um, and they are bringing it back for like a two-part series finale, which is pretty cool. Like you know, th- that show has some really good fans. Uh, twenty nineteen on FX, a the What We Do in the Shadows TV show is. Oh wow! It's it's got like uh, Taika and all them producing, but it is they're not starring in it. It's going to take place at. It's not going to be in New Zealand. It's going to take place with a different cast of characters at a different area, but it's still going to have that documentary feeling and a similar sense of humor. You know, Taika Waititi is doing a movie where he plays Hitler, Hitler, who's an imaginary yeah. friend to a little boy. Yep. Great. Fargo season four has been announced. It's going to be starring yes. Chris Rock. Uh, what? I, yeah. That's right? awesome. Yes. Do it. Do it. Yes. Now. Um, and it's gonna, I think it's going to take place in Missouri. Like they're they're leaving the Midwest. I'm super okay. excited for that. Fargo is one of the best shows on TV. All there three are Fargo, Hulu. Missouri. Please, for the yeah. love of God, make God, a Fargo, please. Missouri. Um, everybody, go watch Fargo. The first three, the first season. A Billy Bob Thornton in the first season of Fargo was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Yes. Show's so good. Yes. Uh, the Batwoman show on CW is going to is cast Ruby Rose as Batwoman, which is so I'm so into that casting. Amazing. I, I hope she gets that. to keep uh, all her tattoos. Like I want. Yeah. Let her keep at the, the least amount of makeup as possible yep. on her. Give her give her a red wig. Let's go. That's going to be such a good. Not show. even that. Keep that pixie cut and just have like a red streak or something. Oh. All right, I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> oh, shit. that's um, not what I meant. Um, I know. Uh, uh, Patrick. Stewart Put Ruby Riot in there as a villain at one point, oh, God. please. <laughs> uh, her and her, and, Rubies, Cody, her and Cody Rhodes can team up. Uh, yes. Patrick Stewart is coming back to the role of Jean Luc Picard on a show for CBS All Access. Uh, there's not much information about it, but it has been confirmed, and I that and will make me get it. You should watch. Um, you should watch uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, let I me should. See. I, I just, I just haven't been into it. And I have heard very, very interesting up and down things about Discovery. I've, I've, I've heard almost in the same breath of it's the worst to it's the best Star Trek because you know, of course, that's the kind of fans. Yeah. But I'm very intrigued by how much fervor that both feelings are. Um, I assume the ones who hate it is because it's like a very arrogant, stubborn, aggressive black woman is the lead probably yeah. is why they're upset. And I assume people love it for the other side because it seems kind of Star Warsy a little. It's very different. But I will say my dad is a very traditional Star Trek fan and he enjoyed it. Good. But yeah, um, God, I can't remember. It's the, I can't find it, but the person... Oh, where is it? Oh, while we're still on Star Trek, um, apparently just yesterday, um, uh, him, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine left Star Trek Four over contract disputes. Really? Yeah, that's what someone showed me. It was from Screen Rant, so I don't know, you know, how much grain of salt that is, but yeah. Wow. Like, no, yeah, it's on the Hollywood Reporter. Deals with other returning members are expected to close. Chris Pine's and Chris Hemsworth are no longer boldly going. Two actors were in negotiation star in Star Trek Four, but sources say the talks. With uh, the talks between the co- actors and the companies have fallen apart. Huh. I don't know what they're going to do without Chris Pine, because I don't like the idea of having just a new person be Kirk, unless they're going to have him die. Yeah, the, I, I, think, I think this is just both of them trying to big-time each other. I think, I think something happens. Like, like but both Chris is strong-armed until they're like, let's both quit. Yeah, like, because the deal it comes down to money. And Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth are among, like, they're as close to A-list actors as you can have nowadays where you don't have, like, we don't have movie stars anymore. We have franchises. Right. Except for The Rock. The Rock is the last movie star. 
Um, and <laughs> oh God, don't say that because someone will make that and it'll be like, The Rock called but, The Last Movie Star. Listen, if you want to make, if you want to remake The Last Action Hero starring The yes, Rock, I am fucking yes, there. Yes, yes, uh, but yeah, and so crazy. it's so Paramount is arguing that Star Trek isn't Marvel or Star Wars or DC. We'll see. I don't know. I think they come to some uh, Paramount. Them. You have nothing else. Don't do this, <laughs> right? From Please. there, we've got uh, Daredevil season three is going to premiere in twenty eighteen. Uh, Ooh, yeah, all right. And it down, may down. feature Bullseye. Uh, and the most important news of the week: Jeopardy's on Hulu. <laughs> nice, like all thirty seasons. No, I think now. I think they just put up like some of the uh, Tournament of Champions. Uh, okay. That's where they're starting, and then they're gonna because there's only sixty episodes available, and they're just like the Tournament of Champions from a, a few years ago. But still, Jeopardy's on Hulu. Where it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I don't have much to talk about when it comes to video games. Um, uh, most most everything around video games is still garbage. Uh, but there was a really interesting story about... There's a game coming out that just came out called Dead Souls. Yeah. Very good game. Everybody played Dead Souls. The game's mm-hmm. fucking incredible. I love that game. Uh, and, it apparently got revamped or something? Or is it just the Switch thing that everyone's freaking out about? Oh, it yeah. The, the performance on the Switch is a little iffy, and they're working hard to sort of get it to where it needs to be. Because oh, it's okay. a game that's very smooth and fluid. Uh, and yeah. you can't really, it doesn't work great with a choppy frame rate. Yeah, I was just surprised everyone was talking up about it now, considering that it was out last year. Well, it was in early access last year. It just got a full oh, release. Yeah, so it just got like, its... Okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yes, okay. it was in early access on PC last year, and it just got its full release and its console release. Uh, and I'll, I'll say, okay, so IGN reviewed, put up their Dead Cells review. It was reviewed by one of their one of their staff members who was on their Nintendo team. The next day, a video gets put up and makes the top of Reddit from a guy with a YouTube channel with like 2,000 subscribers. And is like, hey, IGN plagiarized my Dead Cells review. What do I do? Whoa. And there are parts of the review that were almost word for word from this dude's video. IGN and I really didn't think IGN was that bad. Well, well no. Calm down. This, this is the problem. That's the problem. It wasn't okay. IGN. It was that it was one person. Okay. Like that review wasn't written by the website. It was written by a staff member on their site. Okay. And Fair. and like that's the problem. A lot of like shitheads on Twitter are like, yeah, you see IGN, they suck. Like, no, that one dude did the wrong thing and they fired him and they got somebody to re-review it. Because because like he probably thought nobody would find it. And also, you can plug that into the website because there's places you can go where they'll scan the internet and see if you plagiarized it. You know, right, if you right. plagiarized a paper. Can't do that with a video. That's it was a it was a video review. It wasn't a it wasn't a, a text review. The guy yeah. put the put the video review up, and yeah, the, he probably he, he was probably I think he was kind of new, probably running out of time, and he was like was listening to it while he wrote I, it, yeah. or like he was like, listen, I gotta I gotta turn this review in two days from now. I'm still nowhere near beating this game. I, I don't want to ask for an extension. He probably just Googled around, found a Dead Cells review. He didn't think it was that. He, he thought it wasn't popular. Like, that was like a, you know, like a kind of a small review. Uh, IGN found it. IGN saw that video, immediately took it down. And they're like, we're investigating it. They did their investigation. They're like, yep, you ripped this. Uh, you, he, this dude plagiarized you. They fired him. And they were like, listen, obviously we can't use this review. We want a review up. So we've got somebody else playing it right now. They are going to put their own review up. But in the meantime, it's a really good game. Everybody buy Dead Cells. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a whole, it's a really interesting story because it's not something that you see very often. Uh, and yeah, that dude, he's going to have to find new, a new career. Also, oh. though, also, I believe I saw on Twitter, he is now being shitty about it. 
Like he's trying to make himself the victim. Okay, fun. Yeah. All right. Unsurprisingly. Uh, so yeah, so that's all the news we have. Uh, that's just about it. Uh, anything you've been into lately that you want to shout out? Uh, I've been super busy, so I haven't really had much. Um, yeah, I almost like regret that I'm going to plug this, but so in 2008, I found this uh, game online. Um, it was like a card-based game. It's very simple. It's called Urban Rivals. And it's it's always just been moderately successful. I've never seen it be a big deal where I've ever really seen anyone else ever talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. My brother was asking me about it because he wanted to try playing it. So I went back, and my, like, old account was still active, and I hadn't played nice. it in, like, six years. So I started doing that again, and, like, it's it's and it's still running, like, very fine. Yeah. They still have updates and stuff. They're not – they don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. They started in 2006. So it's very impressive that they're still going. But yeah, I still had all my old stuff Good. and Thanks. like a lot of the cards because it's still card based. So eventually certain cards are like overpowered. They turned into like collectors that yeah. you couldn't like get they anymore. Ro- they rotate in and out. Yeah. 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 So I had a bunch of those and they're like super valuable like for the site. So, yeah. so I'm a little like <laughs> broken at the moment. It's great. But yeah, it's I'm just amazed it's still running and it's. It's more simplistic than Hearthstone, and it's got some really great art. Yeah. It's got some fantastic art, and all their characters are based off pop culture stuff. Very different. Like, just the words are changed just a little. Um, it's a leveling system. It's a, you know, you have a small amount of life points and the and things like that. It's very basic and easy to play. Um, but I, I I keep up with it mostly because the art, the, the new stuff they come out with still, the artists. I don't know who these artists are, but I hope they're you know getting super well yeah. paid because it's some really good stuff i um i would love for you to like just look at the yeah. characters because the designs are just very detailed but yeah it's basic <laughs> and steam has it you can yeah. run it on steam it's not super great i would recommend um to download the steam version yeah because that's the only way you can like play matches but everything else like buying cards dealing with your deck and fixing all that stuff i would do on the actual like windows yeah. website off chrome or whatever you use so yeah this is this is uh, a weird coincidence because my thing is hearthstone there's a new hearthstone expansion out this week <laughs> and i've been playing a lot of it uh yeah there's a new Hearthstone expansion it's the boomsday project i really like hearthstone um i've never been a big card game guy but like right. hearthstone is kind of the perfect storm of like easy to pick up hard to master very interesting and it doesn't get overwhelming uh you know like they 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 rotate like they said they rotate in and out so there's only a certain number of sets live at a time it's very easy to find all that stuff like it's not like magic the gathering where it's like where the fuck do i start like hearthstone does a very good job of sort of getting you into it and 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 they they dole out free stuff well enough uh yeah like it's it's really good uh the new expansion is a lot of fun yeah and i'm very curious just how much of because because i played hearthstone a bit and i was i don't know if i was overwhelmed as much as like i didn't know any of these characters or anything so i was just like whatever yeah but i am curious um just how similar that and urban rivals is because i remember when i started picking it up just uh picking it back up after so long ago i was like you know what this is a lot like hearthstone i wonder yeah you know i'll check i'll check it out like I'm, i'm very curious yeah but it's it's also very um it's about that level, like yeah. not much harder, not much. Um, yeah, it's it's less. not you know Magic the Gathering. It's a bit more yeah. straightforward. I, I would uh, definitely say they're equal, but you know, Heart yeah. Hearthstone has brand behind it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got that. Uh, we're gonna do uh, a rapid fire wrestling thing. We're all all we're gonna do is we're gonna go through and do SummerSlam predictions. All right. Yeah, let's do it. 
Uh, Rusev Alana versus Andrade Almas and Zelina Vega. I'm gonna give it to Almas. Same. Uh, Lesnar versus Reigns. Reigns, please. So we please, can just God. End this. Just yes. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. Hey, Ronda. I think Ronda wins by DQ and Alexa keeps the belt. Oh boy. All right. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. I'm gonna say Joe just so I can say I was right if it happens, but if uh, I'm wrong, yeah, I'll still I, be okay. I want I want Joe to win, but I think AJ wins. Uh, the Bludgeon Probably. Brothers versus the New Day. Maybe New Day. I think it's Bludgeon Brothers. I don't think they're ready to to drop them yet. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> I guess probably. Well, it's, I think it's Braun. You want? Well, you want to talk about losing streak? He he would have to lose by DQ or some crap. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean he is on a losing streak. Like they are openly the acknowledging yep. that Braun Strowman is on a losing streak. They're saying yep, the quiet so part we'll loud. See. Dolph Ziggler versus right. Seth Rollins. Ziggler still. I think I think Rollins. My my gut says Rollins. Carmelo versus Becky versus Charlotte. I really want Becky, but Becky. I feel like Carmelo's gonna win it. God, it's got. I want it to be Becky so bad. Cedric Alexander yeah. versus Drew Gulak. I say Cedric. I say Drew. I think it's time. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. That's really weird. Uh, Shinsuke. Okay, what's really weird? That it's him and Jeff Hardy still like where's yeah. Orton? What's that doing? Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know, but like, uh, uh, they still have time Orton to make it a triple up. threat. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. I guess Corbin this time since Balor won last time. No, I think it's Balor because Corbin got his win on Raw. This is the rubber match. I think it's Balor. All right. We don't yeah, need this match again, though. Corbin's like, we, not allowed to win SummerSlams. Like, this is his contract now. Let's be real. This is like a bathroom break match. Like, we've already seen this. I just, yeah, like, like, I don't know why that specific match is happening again. And finally, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. What you pitched to me, the I'm going to say Miz. I'm, yeah, I think yep. The Miz should win clean. I want yep. The Miz to win clean. So then Survivor Series, he takes the title from AJ? Yes. I want The Miz to win clean. I want him to take the title from AJ. And I want him to take the title clean. Yeah, and then he keeps it till he drops it to Brian at SummerSlam, who won the Rumble, right? Yeah. yeah. Have Brian win the Rumble, have The Miz drop the title to him at Mania. Let's go. Fucking do it. That's a perfect storm. Just come yep. on, guys. So yeah, that's, that's, that's our wrestling predictions. We'll see how wrong we are in a week and a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a good time. Uh, hope you enjoyed our weird music recommendations. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it was a little all over the place, uh, but yeah. that's 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 how you want it. That's the good stuff. Uh, yep. So yeah, uh, this is consumer culture. I'm Adam at na davis forty seven on Twitter. Jesse, what do you want to plug? You want to plug our Twitter account? Um, yeah, follow us at Twitter. Um, it's a uh, consumer it's- culture or consumerism with a one s m uh, at Twitter or at consumerism. I'm, bad I'm gonna at have to teach you social so media. You're gonna get good at this one. Day, I'm so bad at it. That's really sucks. Like, hey, I want to do a social media thing. Yeah, it's like, hey, I want to do a do thing. I want to do a thing that very much requires social media. Do you want me to run the social media? We can talk about this later. All right, guys. Yeah. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> we're done. Uh, we're running late. I have to go play Pokemon Go. I have to go catch a bunch of shiny Eevees. Oh, is that what this is? <laughs> it's the or it's. I still got. A, I still got 50 minutes. Uh, but it's Community Day to date. This it's Saturday. It's the Community Day, and I'm here to mm-hmm. catch Eevees and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> all right, we're done. Yes, we're done. See you later.